Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Friday, December 22nd. We never record on a Friday, but with the holidays, we would normally record on Christmas or Boxing Day, so that's not going to work. Yeah, we could have, but our families might not like it. And we're way ahead of schedule. As we speak, we have the calendar figured out till January 11th, which means we could sneak in a bonus podcast on our end, and then it will roll out to the world in a normal manner. December 28th, maybe? Something like that, yeah. The 29th is a Friday, I think. It'll be post-Christmas, so we can talk about our Christmas presents. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. But only for you and I, because I don't know what else I got from Santa. Well, I do know what, well, not Santa, but I know what my mom is going to be giving me, which is a very dramatic story, actually. You wouldn't think it would be. Well, with me, maybe you would think it would be. So the long and short of it is, is uh, so Todd McFarlane has a toy company, I guess. I assume McFarlane Toys is run by Todd McFarlane. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. True. It's been around since like the mid 90s. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they've been doing like they did the movie Maniacs, which were cool. Everybody liked those, you know, Jason and Leatherface, all that. And so they started getting back into movie maniacs, but they did super weird. One of them was Ted Lasso. And, and what? Not, yeah, and not even like with a knife or something, like just like Ted Lasso. The Wicked Witch, I think, was one. I think there might have been like a Pennywise. Like there was one. Oh, Harry Potter was one of them. Are they just called movie icons I, I, or something? Yeah, they probably didn't call them maniacs or they might have. There was controversy, to say the least. Well, back in the day, they also did austin powers yeah no and they were they were all cool figures too so but it's just like this was not they were basically like we're relaunching movie maniacs but having said that you know so there's <laughs> like one but so they've been adding to the line and so the one that they announced that i was like i need to have that but maybe i shouldn't buy it for myself but hey mom is they did one for nicholas cage from mandy oh yeah so they made a nicholas cage statue or figure stat it's like a halfway between a figure and a statue i guess yeah On a sliding scale, it's definitely closer to a statue because you think action figure and you think articulation and play with it and hold stuff. But those McFarlane toys, they look great, but they don't really do anything. Yeah, which is fine because like I don't need them to. I just need them to guard the mantle or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, But anyway, so I was obviously super excited for that. And then so it shipped. I think it was like november 1st or something like that and then it, so it got to oh heading to canada december 1st and then nothing and oh, no. was, it's been three weeks you know and so i was like when i ordered that november 24th or you shipped it november 24th kind of thought it would be here within a month from the states like i mean i was kind of panicking recently i found out that i had two packages stolen but so for this i was like oh god i was thinking the worst so I'm going back and forth with McFarlane, who basically don't know anything about it. They're like, we think it's still on the way. I found a little more info. It apparently was being delivered by Intelcom, which is the company that made me have two packages stolen so far. Because they do not knock or ring the bell or leave their package in a smart spot. <laughs> they leave it at eye level for the street. So luckily, the one thing that was stolen was winter gloves. So I was like, well, I can tell myself those went to a good home and they helped someone. I'm fine with that. The other was six comic books, which is obviously devastating. But no, that's going to make someone's day. <laughs> and it was Batman 66. There was five comics of that and then an oversized swamp thing, part three of three. So I'm like, well, at least I got the end of that story. You know? so <laughs> be with their gloves, you know, rooting through there. So obviously I'm a little cagey about it, so to speak. But anyways, long story short, I sign up for emails for this thing. And the same day, yesterday, they were like, Intelcom has your package. And I'm like, okay, I'm still nervous, but we'll see what happens. So it's literally out for delivery right now. Oh no. Luckily my wife is home and like I've told her all about it. And I'm, I was pretty angry yesterday because I thought it got stolen, but because everything else was like delivered by December 11th. And I was like, well, it's the 21st. So you're like, stay on the front porch with oh, the shotgun. Pretty much. Yeah. With my Mandy like whatever that is you know axe you know and so anyway so yeah i've been mailing her back and forth and i'm just like 
I'm just like refresh, 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 just obsessed with it. And I have another thing coming from Canada Post who I trust to do the right thing. But in telecom, I'm like, you got to earn my trust because you, you probably never will get it again. Because also, if they leave something without knocking, they left something at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. We were both home. Yeah. And then it's just gone. They tell you to ask for your money back from the seller. That's so weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the small business who sent me comics and they arrived and you put them here without knocking, even though we were home, I'm getting my money back from him. Why? I have found, though, in that case, sadly, it's only happened to me once where a, you'll be shocked to hear I ordered this. It was a Return of the Jedi scout trooper on a speeder bike. I was, I was hoping you'd say gonk <laughs> droid because I know that's a big one for you, too. <laughs> And I lived on Gladstone at the time, and our mailboxes were just the worst. They were on the front of our little mini apartment, just at perfect grabbing level, where you could walk by and not yeah. even, like, break your stride and the, just steal yeah. something sticking out of that's the top. That's kind of where I was is. You have to do, like, a leap forward, but that's about it. You could reach for it. And so it just didn't show up. I contacted the guy, and he was like, I sent it. It says it was delivered. And... I looked into it and it ends up that even though I had suggested to them that please just leave it at the post office, I'll come and get it. Yeah. There was a 7-Eleven post office a couple blocks away. Yeah. They still delivered it. So I was so mad at Canada Post. So two things happened. One, the delivery person came knocking on my door and apologized. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. Mm -hmm. And they seemed actually sad. They were like, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And then the guy... Christmas spirit just sent me another one hmm. so he didn't have to do that so that was very nice so it all worked out for me yeah but a friend of mine lived right a block away from me at the time and she texted me in a panic similar to your situation was like they dropped it off and I told them not to and she's a record collector and it was some fancy smancy record yeah and it was so funny because imagine a record but it was sent in a perfectly wrapped kind of bubble wrap record envelope of course and it was about 8% in the mailbox and then just like a diamond shape sticking out of the top of the mailbox. <laughs> of course. And it was like, there it was. I had the key to replace so that I didn't look like I was totally just stealing it. <laughs> I took it, unlocked her front door, tossed it inside, and then texted tossed her. Tossed it, I hope. Yeah, the tossed record, it, yeah. You're like, it's really important <laughs> to me, Josh. Like, ah, whatever. Snapped it in half so it would fit in easier. And then I texted her and was like, yeah, that would have been stolen if I hadn't have shown up right then. And sometimes they like write what it is on the side. Obviously, like the valuable few, record, like, cool things. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were, but it was like something that said quite obviously what it was and, and would make it more apt to be stolen. But yeah, I mean, I will say the comic book guy, he sent me. So he had another one of the swamp thing. That was the one that devastated me because I had issue one and two. Yeah. And I got three and it was a variant cover and whatever. And I sound like I'm getting like geekier and geekier the more the sentence <laughs> keeps going. But that was the one that crushed me because I was like, I really wanted that. Like, 60s Batman ones it's like yeah I wanted those but I still needed another 20 issues to complete the run or whatever so it's like it is what it is but most of them were like one-offs that he, he only had one copy so there was one that he still had a copy of and he had a, a swamp thing and I was like well it's not your fault so like just let me know what it is or like because I think I had best offered him on the one thing so I was like if you're willing to give me the same price like I mean I'll buy them from you and I think he just felt bad for me so yeah he's like I'll just send them no, you know no cost you know it's all good I find Small businesses, especially eBay small businesses, are really good for that kind of thing because they're just, if they have it, they can afford to kind of send another one and it makes them look good. They'll yeah. get a nice review out of it. So it's that and the opposite end of the scale is 
the big faceless corporation where they have so much stuff yeah. that they don't care. And they're like, yeah, yeah, here, take the refund. Because the last round of cereal that we bought, no fault on the clerk because she was scanning through a zillion boxes of cereal. But she was doing the old one, two, three, four, five, six. There's Frosted Flakes times six. And there's Fruit Loops times six. So basically what she did was twice overcharged us. In the heat of the moment of getting all the cereal and getting it to the car and back to the Mayfair, I didn't notice. And it was just the next day looking at the big receipt, I was like, wait a minute, that's a little bit more expensive. And just in the principle of the thing, even though it was just an extra like 40 bucks, it's still 40 bucks. Yeah, that's not nothing. I was like, what can I do? So I phoned them and was like, look, I can't prove this because I can't bring back in all these boxes of cereal because that would be useless. But this happened. And they were actually very nice. And I went in just with the receipt and they figured it out, gave me a refund and it all worked out. But in that case, it's almost like you see how easy it could be to rip off the big evil faceless corporation because you can just walk in and be like, uh, yeah, you ripped me off. Give me a refund. And they're like, yeah, whatever here. From what I've heard, because I mean, it's not, you know, you put in Intelcom, no knock in Google, you're going to find a hell of a lot of things. And, and <laughs> so one of the things is apparently they do so much Amazon that apparently when you call in, they're just like, oh, just go to Amazon, just get a refund because they know they will. Yeah. And so some, a lot of people have I've implied that Intelcom is stealing packages because oh. they know that you'll get paid back and then they can just whatever. I'm not implying that myself, but like <laughs> just and for some of my stuff, it's like that's not even going to help you. But it was just enraging because like these weren't Amazon packages and they were small businesses and i'm not gonna blame a small business for they did everything right your buddy didn't knock on the door when there was someone clearly home that's bs and the fact that there's nothing you're just basically like oh get your money back from someone else you're like lastly last thing i'm gonna say about them they won't let you email like i had proof i had pictures whatever got a call got a call got a call so i call waited 45 minutes and it was just the same tune again and again. It was driving me nuts. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I already know that they're not going to give me my money back. They, they were like, it will be like a two-hour wait. And that's not just if you're angry. That's for anything. Like if you want to update anything at all. Okay, well, you know there's an issue when you're having us not email you. It means you got thousands of emails from angry people whose door wasn't knocked on. Anyway. Okay, let's talk about nice things now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, my thing is out for delivery. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. That's all to say, you know. But it's just, it's not, I will say this too, though. It's Porch Pirates. I mean, that's, that just sucks. Like, it's not, Yeah. that's not the delivery person's fault. But we're just trying to have a good Christmas here, right? Eric got me a bizarre comic book. <laughs> I can't even. Well, be- two bizarre comic books in yeah. a way. <laughs> But one kind of easier to get bizarre comic book, which was just an Army of Darkness book that for some reason had dogs on the front. Just mm-hmm. variant covers are weird. Like they don't have to make any sense towards the actual plot inside. They're just random. So there was that. That's cool. But I can't even believe that you remembered this story. But somewhere along the line, I told a story of when I was a kid, there was this offer to send away for a free comic. And it was Spidey and the Power Pack. And it was, to be honest, I haven't looked inside it yet. But it was to teach you to not talk to strangers or whatever. I never got the comic. And I was so sad because I ordered it. And as a kid, I'd gotten other things like that where sending for a 
G.I. Joe or a Star Wars action figure that you just needed to send in proof of purchases or yeah. a serial thing that you had to send in four box tops for or whatever. I'd gotten all kinds of stuff like that, but this comic just never came. Sad. And you found it somehow. I did, yeah. No, I remember that. That's kind of my thing. Like, I make mental notes instantly, and then people forget about them, and I never do. Yeah. And so I had... It was surprisingly expensive to get to Canada, so instead I had it sent to my buddy in the States. Oh, good, good. And then I just, like, went there, got all my stuff in bulk. It's enraging. We've talked about it before, but it's enraging how, like, a $5 shipped comic will cost me $40 here, you know? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I have passed on ordering a reasonably priced lunchbox or t-shirt yeah. because it's 20 bucks and then shipping's like $75 and you're like, uh, no. Yeah, it's enraging. So that, and then I had to sit on that forever. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the other one was just kind of a throw in. Well, and in fact, one of the gifts that that friend gave me, he had given me a couple sticker sheets and it was like Night of the Living Dead and like Creepshow 2. And then one was Monster Squad. Yeah, puffy, old-school Monster Squad stickers. Yeah, and I was like, oh, do you mind if I gift this to my friend Josh? Because I like Monster Squad, fine, but this is lost on me. Creepshow 2, Night of the Living Dead, absolutely my jam. But I'm like, it's not fair for me to have three and Josh to have zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was part of it. And then, yeah, and then, like, the other one, yeah, when I saw Army of Darkness is, I don't know if it's your favorite movie. It's up there. Yeah, like, top five, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, and then when I saw a variant cover of that, but with puppies, I was like, hey, he's got a puppy, and he it's likes so this one. Weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It's kind of silly. I flipped through it. There's no puppies in that comic book. I kind of wonder. <laughs> yeah, I, and I know nothing about the comic. That's the funny thing, like, getting back in the comic game. I'm such a sucker for, like, it's, it's the same as a VHS game. I'm such a sucker for cover art. And I oh, like, yeah. I will buy it based on the cover art. And then I'm like, I don't even know what it is half the time. That's my biggest complaint with the modern variant trend is at least in the old days, it made sense. Whereas now there'll be a random Disney cover on a Marvel book. Yeah. And at least you could line it up, like have it be Mickey dressed as Iron Man or something <laughs> on the Iron Man cover. Yeah. But they don't even do that. So then you just got this random thing that doesn't make any sense to the overall series. Yeah. No, and I've, I've been getting some of the, the Alex Ross variant covers they did for the Marvel ones this year, I think. And it's just like kind of a white cover with a classic villain or hero or whatever. But do they at least line up? Like, Well, this is where I'm going with this. Sometimes, yes. Other, so like I got the Venom one because I would have anyways. And I think it was a Venom comic. Yeah. But then there's other ones where, it's, I mean, it's almost impossible for a few of them. You know, like it's like Juggernaut or whatever. It's like, yeah, you could have it be X-Men, but he's not in there, you know? So there's definitely several where I think I got a, captain marvel one and i didn't even know like i just was getting the covers and they were they were like you know three bucks like i'm like it's, it's i weird. love alex ross you know so yeah that's the one that i've found the oddest is like yeah ones that have no connection to it or are just a loose connection at best but i'm like i don't even really care what's inside of this <laughs> they did these great ones for star wars that are ongoing that are so good that at first glance when you look at them on a website you think they're action figures, but they're action figure covers. Yeah, I've been screwed before. Those have tricked me a couple times where I'm like, oh, they're making that action figure. Oh, wait, it's a cover. Yeah, no, and I, I literally reached out to Lee about one because it was the Star Wars one, and it, I think it was 3PO or whatever. It wasn't clear to me. Like, to a yeah. layman, it looks like it's a figure and at a great price because it was cover price. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And $4. So I like, yeah, I was like, Lee, Lee, they've got this thing. Like, I, I already ordered, I think I ordered four. Like, there was two different covers. There's, like, four different covers. But anyways, there's already four total. And then I think I reached out to you, and you explained, and I felt so stupid. <laughs> like, but it's, I was like, why? Why would I... No, you know, like there's no way to tell. 
Lee was like, I'm not even going to dignify this with a response. Well, I mean, he politely responded, but, you know, anyways, I kind of just trailed off on it. But having said that, I have been collecting the dark droids with the action figure covers only. So now that I'm in on it, I love it. But before, I was ready to burn down the building. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to cut this one a little short. So we're going to start talking about our upcoming movies for the week of Friday, December 29th, because... This was kind of a last-minute recording, and we're going to try to squeeze in watching a movie, too. Yeah, so it's the season. Yeah. So, coming up on the Friday, December 29th, our friends at Company of Fools, who have Ooh. rented the place a whole bunch of times over the years, they're the people I point to to say, you could have a successful fundraiser, because they always pack the place, turning away people at the door... They're smart enough to charge extra for the ticket. It's like a $20 ticket or whatever. Mm. And they do big fun sing-alongs. So they merge too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've done Sound of Music and Grease and the original Mamma Mia. And now they're doing Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. It's going to be packed. And it's so fun because I've talked about it with Sam, our resident Rocky Horror Shadowcast leader. And I've said, these guys are as crazy as Rocky Horror people. <laughs> and they're all in like ABBA costumes <laughs> oh, and stuff. And they're singing along, and they're not sitting on their hands. They're singing along. So for this, go look at our website. There might still be tickets still available if you're listening to this at the end of 2023. It's a lot of fun, and they raise funds for their outdoor live theater stuff in the summer. So it's a nice support local kind of thing. Yeah, I've never actually been able to go to the park to see them, but sometimes I'll see, and I'm like, oh, I know those people. That's great. And then, But I'm like busy that night or something. I'm like, well, I hope that went well anyway. <laughs> So then we have a couple new movies this week. The first one is a very highly acclaimed film called Eileen. Mm. It stars Anne Hathaway and Thomason McKenzie. Thomason is becoming my favorite young actor. She was in Last Night in Soho and Jojo Rabbit. Okay. I always think because Thomason was the name of the person in The Witch, I believe. Like oh, the young woman yeah. and the witch. So yeah. I, had, I don't think I'd heard the name before that. And now there's this actress also called that. And I'm yeah. like, hey. And this movie is about a woman's friendship with a new co-worker at a prison facility where she works takes a sinister turn. Oh. Five stars from the arts desk, grade A from Edge Media. I think there's some Oscar buzz around this one. Looks like a good workplace thriller. Nice. Possibly mystery elements, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. The mystery is whether it's a mystery or not. We don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have, starting off our John Cassavetes Film Fest that goes throughout January, we're screening A Woman Under the Influence, which was Academy Award nominated for Best Director and Lead Actress Gina Rowlands. Our head programmer, Lee, is a big fan of these movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And of Gina Rowlands as well. I think he said she's in four out of five of these films that we're screening. <laughs> nice. A Woman Under the Influence, Opening Night, The Killing of a Chinese Bookie, Gloria, and Love Streams. Four to four stars for this one from Roger Ebert. He said it was brilliantly created, complicated, involved, and fascinating. Dang, those are all the things we like. Those are all <laughs> words that describe a good movie. Yes, and it's him that's saying it too. It's not just some rando yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have, it's always funny, The same thing happened with the Halloween movies. I think we screened at least the first two of the modern ones. Yeah. Where we can't screen it at Halloween because that's when the (laughs) multiplexes are screening it. Yeah. So for the holiday season, it's still kind of a holiday. We're screening Thanksgiving. Yeah. The new one from Eli Roth. Which was never meant to be Canadian Thanksgiving anyway, so we missed out as it was. Yeah. You know, so it's like early for Thanksgiving next year. So I will start this with a backhanded compliment. (laughs) 
I'm not a big fan of Eli Roth. Yeah. Some of his films I like. I do strangely like Hostel Part 2 because it has a really interesting, weird story structure where you're following the hero and the villain both going towards the hostel. Yeah. And I kind of like that. It was a different take, and you kind of see these characters developing and going towards their doom kind of thing. I thought that was his best film, too. Yeah, Yeah, I like that one a lot. So this one is the third movie spinning off of Grindhouse. Machete, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. And now this one. This one, again, this is the backhanded compliment part, super high reviews. Yeah. And horror fans seem to really like it, and non-Eli Roth fans seem to really like it. Yeah, I can say without a doubt it is his best-reviewed movie. Yeah. And again, it doesn't seem like we're being very nice. But like I've I've said before in the past, like I have no problem with him. Like His pedigree is great. Like He has excellent taste in music. He knows his stuff. But I just don't think he's made a great movie as much as he like thinks he has or people have told him he has. Like Cabin Fever, I thought, had good elements. But it also has stuff that totally just didn't work, in my opinion. And he's in the world in that he'll host a horror documentary series or Mm. do podcast stuff or that kind of thing. So he's very much... He's on the hill to shout about his love for horror films. Absolutely. And, and it just, it reminds me a little bit of Rob Zombie to a degree, you know, except like Devil's Rejects is fantastic. And and I mean, I just, I don't think Roth had made his Devil's Rejects yet. And possibly that's Thanksgiving. Because I mean, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think I've seen a bad review for it. I, I mean, it wouldn't really count non-horror fans because I don't think they would probably like a horror film. But yeah, it, it was not to be a jerk, but I mean, I kind of just thought it was going to be awful and way too late after the fact and all that. But it seems like it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's got five stars from the nerd website Starburst and Nightmare Conjurings. And I think it's still full blown horror, blood and guts. Yeah. But a little bit more akin to the Scream kind of world, yeah. Wes Craven kind of stuff. I've heard a bit of that. And so it's a little bit more friendly towards the casual viewer of a horror film yeah but delivers the kills like apparently they push the r rating pretty well so it's like you're still yeah. the hardcore rothers you know are still rothing at the mouth yeah to get the- <laughs> this is terrible but no i'm i didn't think of us getting this i kind of just sort of just forgot about it in a way yeah so this was a real surprise to see that we were gonna be getting that. sometimes this happens where around holiday season or certain times of year maybe there's just not a new independent film available or whatever and so we'll give a a mainstream one a shot and Mm -hmm. and it's happened in the last few years whether it is stuff like halloween or kong or venom we screened the first venom movie oh yeah where stuff that still makes sense for us like it's a nerd movie but a little bit more mainstream than something like Don't Open Till Christmas or something like that. Yeah, and this this will be playing like right before a cinema too, which is always awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so then finally this week, we will mention a little film called Dream Scenario. There it is. Yeah. Been waiting on this. Damn we it, Josh. It. <laughs> I want that poster. <laughs> so this is starring Golden Globe nominee Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and statue in the mail Nicolas Cage for some <laughs> yeah. of us. And it is... Some people have said, whether this is fair or not, that it is this year's Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. I've read that in a couple different reviews. So what's the logline is, a hapless family man finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. When his nightmare appearances take a nightmarish turn, he is forced to navigate this newfound stardom. 
Yeah, so it's like obviously an amazing premise, and it's uh, from the director of a critically acclaimed movie that I hated that you loved, <laughs> and I don't remember the name of it, but it was, it was like that one about the model. Or oh, that movie. She was jealous of her boyfriend, and oh, so oh shoot, she, I forget the name of that too. Yeah, she pretended to have affliction she didn't really have, and I couldn't stand the characters or the movie, which was the point of it. But even still, couldn't do it. So, but yeah, so very acclaimed. That's one of the reasons Cage worked with him. Cage is up for Best Actor, Golden Globe for this, which doesn't mean anything, kind of but often is an indicator that an Oscar nomination might be coming. Yeah, it's funny. I still don't trust the Golden Globes, but we use it as an example. You know, it's it's a nice thing to put in a blurb yeah. to say, hey, look, people, this got a nomination. Because he was up for a pig, I think, Golden Globe, but possibly not Oscar, if I'm remembering correctly. It's so weird, yeah. And same thing, Adam Sandler... Yeah. Won for Uncut Gems? Yeah, he did. And same with Jim Carrey for Man on the Moon. Didn't get a nomination. Yeah, it's so weird awards like that. I was just talking the other day with Marcus, our projectionist, about how movies are subjective. Mm -hmm. Because if not, why did Siskel and Ebert disagree all the time? Yeah. And why do Golden Globes give an award and the Oscars don't? It's just weird. But Dream Scenario looks... It's so funny. I get so mad, as you do, where they're like, (laughs) Cage is back. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? He's done nothing but... In the past five years, longer, he's done at least... Two or three super awesome movies yeah, a year. Very well reviewed too. Like, but yeah, it's always like best cage in twenty years or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't think you watch Pig. I don't think you watch Joe. I don't think you watch Mandy. I don't think you yeah. watched Sympathy for the Devil or The Old Way. I know I'm starting to push it a little bit, but still. Like, What's the uh, the one he did with Mandalorian? The massive talent. Uh, massive talent. Yeah, oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, no, like, and that's the thing. And, and I mean, that was another one where they were like, "Oh, the cage is back," you know. Like, it's like he's back every year. What's the point of that? You know, like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I can be biased, but I mean, I, I don't love every single cage movie either. But he's been on a run. Like he is. Oh not, yeah. Even Willy's Wonderland, I thought was a lot of fun. Like it's not an Oscar movie, but it's just you know he had no dialogue in it, and it's cool to see him doing new things, testing his range, even at this age, you know, and after so many movies. And he'll be in the next animated. Spider-Man movie. Amazing. All right, God, and I can't wait for that. That last one. He was not in the second one, I don't think. But No, his character was there. Yeah. Little cameo, but yeah. he and Spider-Ham did not show up. <laughs> exactly. No, so that'll be good. Uh, yeah, he's got some really good, interesting stuff. Supposedly he only has four or five movies left before he retires, or at least goes to TV. Um, he's been talking, he's never done TV. So I think we're definitely going to see him on an HBO type show eventually. Oh, yeah. So no, but like definitely come out to the end. Plus you can see dream scenario, Thanksgiving and cinema back to back to back, which Whoa. is what I'll be doing December 30th. So madness. Yeah. That other movie speak of subjective that I loved and Eric <laughs> hated was sick of myself. I didn't know you loved it. I pretty much loved it. Like I, I was very impressed with it. I thought it was really good, but you're right. There's certain movies where I don't, I don't point a finger at people and yell at them that they're wrong yeah because it was a weird movie yeah. with a bunch of unlikable people exactly in it. they but- were unlikable <laughs> on purpose so i'm like okay well you succeeded but i hate you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i like that one a lot i don't know i think dream scenario i thought the same thing about pig and then nobody ended up giving any oscars to pig but i was like maybe this will be something that is a bit more the oscars are getting better and better and better still miles to go right but every year they're doing better about nominating weird movies and giving awards to non-white people i was about to say yeah because <laughs> i was like it should be like non-white people and cage like, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it should be no guarantees for anyone except cage yeah so i'm looking forward to that glad we got that always happy when we can get a nicholas cage movie on screen for we sure. watched that western one that yeah the old way 
Did it even get theatrical distribution? I don't think so. Possibly it played like at South Keys for an afternoon or something like that. God, it was good. Yeah, I really liked I think that would have done very well here on a Sunday afternoon type of thing. Like, And it was, again, a movie that anyone could watch. For sure. Absolutely. It wasn't too violent. No swearing at all. Like, no nudity. The biggest thing was the kid was good in it. Yeah. No, that's a huge a, a thing. A kid in a movie like that could be the the yay or nay towards being watchable. Yeah. But that kid was very good in the whole movie. So good. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, that is our big week for our post-Christmas week of Friday, December 29th. And cinema, obviously, on the 30th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Sorry, I forgot to mention that because it's not in my coming soon <laughs> timeline because I didn't put that there yet because it was in... With cinema in the room and Rocky Horror, yeah. every time I have to go in and change the dates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if I don't do that, it pops up as coming soon nice. and has all the wrong dates on it. I can also tell you there's a magic show on the morning of the 30th. Yeah, which I think is sold out already. Oh, sick. Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cinema will be... Do you know what that is yet? No. no. I, well, I know is that a Lee he's cinema? been wanting to do, and, and it's going to be controversial if he oh. does do it but anyways i'll be here that'll be maybe my final movie of the year so please lee let's make this a good one <laughs> always they're always good always. they're always good everything at the mayfair is good of course and i will say thanks to some of our listeners thanks to all of our listeners but thanks to some who have on social media which is of course a horrible horrible place most of the time yes but some have been nice enough to be retweeting or letting us know that we are on their top five lists of the year nice and just today somebody sent a little tweet and said thanks for the podcast and so uh, it's so nice because you forget that people are actually listening to this because we're just hanging around talking yeah it kind of weirds you out in a way but in a good way and it's nice when people recognize our voice at the mayfair or wherever yeah oh just the quickest story i was stuck in the box office it was a little busy and i overheard somebody go I swear I overheard this. Go, yeah, the guy who owns the Mayfair is this, like, really rich old guy. And he hates mainstream movies. And that's why you don't see Fast and Furious or Marvel movies play here. And he has a really big collection of memorabilia that's worth millions of dollars. Okay, parts of that are true, I And guess. then by the time I could poke my head out, I couldn't find them. But I wanted to be like, oh, tell me more about this story. Yeah, so he, they were kind of talking about a weird multiverse Lee, yeah. but not really. I mean, I think his memorabilia might be worth a million dollars altogether, yep. maybe somehow. But And, you know, he's not the sole owner of the place. Yeah, yeah. I was and, waiting for that. You're like, um, Josh exists. Hello. <laughs> but so funny that somebody was telling that story completely in a tone of voice that it was just fact. Yeah, so sure of themselves. So sure of themselves. And I just wanted to be like, please tell me where you got this story because I want to hear more. Am I rich? <laughs> Are there two rich owners? Oh, Maybe man. a third? Oh, we'll find out. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you had a good holiday season. We look forward to having you back in the new year. As I mentioned, if you're listening to this in a timely manner, we have the schedule up to January 11th online, so you can start making your plans to watch those movies, and we'll have other stuff listed soon as we have more cool things coming in the new year to the Mayfair Theater. Hooray! Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you again soon at the Mayfair, and see you next week on another Mayfair Theater podcast. Bye! Bye. Oh, now to go hang out on my front porch waiting for Intelcom <laughs> to be like, you better have my cage! This holiday season, 
prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Thanksgiving. In the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts, the fourth Thursday in November is the most celebrated day of the year. The table is set. The festivities have begun. What an uninvited guest has arrived. And this year, there will be no leftovers. Thanksgiving. White meat. Dark meat. All will be carved. Thanksgiving. Come on, Judy, how about it? Happy Thanksgiving, baby. <laughs> Cool it, Judy. You're safe. Bobby's here. Son of a bitch. Arrive hungry. Happy Thanksgiving, Grandma. Leave stuff. From director Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. You'll come home for the holidays in a body bag.